Côte d'Ivoire gives cocoa buyers until November 20 to factor lead in prices. The Coffee and Cocoa Council, CCC, the cocoa regulator in Côte d'Ivoire, has set a deadline of November 20, 2022, for cocoa buyers to include the living income differential, LID, in their new prices. The LID is $400 per ton of cocoa and applies to all contracts sold by both Côte d'Ivoire and Ghana. Cocoa buyers are reportedly reluctant to pay the increased prices for cocoa, which have recently risen in the two African countries, as they refuse to further accept negative origin differentials. Cocoa buyers were previously said to be offsetting the cost of LID by paying negative origin differentials, but now that both Côte d'Ivoire and Ghana have set positive origin differentials, buyers are questioning the new cost of cocoa. The oversupply of cocoa creates downward pressure on world prices, and therefore, the argument goes, impacts the price paid to farmers. This must be balanced against the danger of an unprofitable industry, which may not be sustainable for farmers. Yet farmers have suffered for years, and the industry is able to continue despite the commitments made by all parties to improve their situation. The CCC has put the industry on notice after setting a deadline of November 20 for positive origin differentials to be a required factor in pricing. According to Reuters sources, many of the major cocoa companies have already been informed of the changes and the timeframe for their implementation. These include Cargill, Ecom Trading, Sakden, Simoy, Berry Calbo, Olam and Tutin. Council representatives will take the message to Mondelez and other multinationals next week. The positive origin differentials were set in early August this year, with the CCC setting the differential for Côte d'Ivoire at $0 from negative $151 and Cocobud setting the differential for Ghana at $24 from negative $60 per ton. We had a meeting with Cargill, Simoy, Tutin, Sakden, Ikem, Berry Calbo and Olam and clearly told them they have until November 20 to account for the LID and the origin differential of zero. Otherwise, all their sustainability programs will be suspended, said an unnamed CCC source. According to another CCC source, buyers who do not comply with the new prices will be denied access to cocoa farms, making it impossible for them to count pods and predict crop yields. Côte d'Ivoire welcomes Team Europe funding for cocoa sustainability. The West African government has confirmed that the EU will provide €450 million, euros, $450.02 million, to support Côte d'Ivoire's cocoa sector. The support money is expected to help address sustainability issues in the country's cocoa sector, particularly deforestation and child labor. The Team Europe initiative was launched last month after a meeting between the European Union and financial investment partners in Abidjan. Participating EU member states for sustainable cocoa include Belgium, France, Germany and the Netherlands. Côte d'Ivoire's official government website confirmed in a statement that the country's Prime Minister, Patrick Ochi, welcomed the EU's support. He also pointed out that it is in line with the industry's three main priorities, combating child labor on farms, improving farmers' incomes, and protecting forestry. The Prime Minister went on to say that the sector is now in a position to mobilize resources to implement a structured program of action.
During the meeting in Abidjan, Kundans, the European Director General for International Partnerships, informed the Ivorian government that the financial support would also be underpinned by legislation. The EU also presented projects supporting the government's national sustainable cocoa strategy, worth 37 million euros, 37.01 million dollars. This is the first step in a broader plan to support sustainability programs in the country, it said. This comes at a time when there are some concerns about delays in implementing new EU legislation that would require cocoa companies wanting to export to Europe to have a high level of traceability. Some fear that the new measures could increase companies' operating costs at a time when inflation is rising and much of the industry and the wider economy is facing uncertainty. Dock workers strike for better pay in Côte d'Ivoire, while exporters can't agree new offer. Dock workers at the port of San Pedro in Côte d'Ivoire went on strike last week in advance of one of the busiest times of the year, when the main harvest will need to be offloaded from the trucks. The workers, who work in difficult conditions carrying heavy bags of cocoa, currently earn 30 CFA or about 5 cents per bag. The workers have been demanding a wage increase for years, but their demands have been ignored. As a direct result of the strike, no cocoa was delivered to the port between October 31 and November 6. The port could have been expected to receive more than 40,000 tons in this period, and the delays in loading are likely to be costly in terms of transport costs, and the risk that the quality of the cocoa will suffer, as it is exposed to the elements in the backs of waiting trucks. The timing is not ideal. November and December are the peak of activity for us, said an unnamed exporter in San Pedro. The striking workers are demanding a wage increase of up to 105 CFA, more than three times their current wage. This may sound like a big jump, but they have not received a significant wage increase in a long time. If you take inflation into account, they have effectively been working for less money every year. Some of the smaller exporters have made an offer of 50 CFA, which has been rejected as too low, and the strikers know that this is probably the only chance they will have for an increase for several years. Larger exporters have not yet made an offer, making a solution less likely. Reuters reports that the CCC is monitoring the situation, but we wonder why it is not more active in mediation. A final solution would be more likely if all exporters agreed on an offer together. Workers at the port of Abidjan are not participating in the strike, so some companies are relocating their cocoa. However, this is not a viable long-term solution and will likely lead to new stock management problems. The problem with the cost of manual labor is that when it becomes too expensive, automation through loaders becomes a viable option. Relatively poor countries like Côte d'Ivoire rely on manual labor to keep unemployment low. Therefore, a balance must be found to pay workers a respectable wage for their arduous work while keeping them competitive with automation. Ghana's Ministry of Gender, Children and Social Protection hosts training for cooperatives. The Human Trafficking Secretariat of the Ministry of Gender, Children and Social Protection, MOGCSP, conducted a two-day capacity-building training for Ghanaian cocoa cooperatives. The training was conducted in collaboration with the European Union, EU, 
Expertise France, and the leadership of the Department of Cooperatives, and was held at the Credit Union's training center in Kosovo. One of the training objectives was to build the capacity of Ghana's cocoa cooperatives, including through the expansion of staff in the Department of Social Welfare, the Ministry of Employment and Labor Relations, and Ghana's Cocoa Board. In addition, the organizers wanted to educate participants on the national and international legal framework to combat human trafficking. It is important that they are able to recognize indicators and understand the principles for referral and management of trafficking cases. Sena Owusu Gibson, Deputy Director of the Human Trafficking Secretariat, represented the MOGCSP and stated that they are not resting on their oars in combating trafficking. She pointed out the complexity of the poverty situation in Africa and highlighted the dilemma many cocoa producers face either they keep their children in school and encourage the development of their skills, or they force them to work on the farms or on the streets to supplement the family income. Let us always remember that there can be no justifiable reason for engaging and endangering the lives of our children on our farms, factories, offices, etc., and especially in tasks that do not bring them any beneficial permanence. Despite all the interventions put in place by government and civil society organizations to keep children from being exploited, some unscrupulous individuals continue to breach the laws and employ children on cocoa farms due to their need for cheap labor, said Sena Owusu Gibson, Deputy Director, Human Trafficking Secretariat. Mr. William Kwashidali, the Deputy Registrar of Cooperative Societies, noted that the issue of labor exploitation and forced labor, particularly in relation to children on Ghana's cocoa farms, has been a topic of discussion among the international community for some time. He pointed out that one of the functions of the Department of Cooperatives, under the Cooperative Society's Decree 252 of 1968, is to provide for the sensitization, registration, auditing, inspection and arbitration of cooperatives. According to him, these duties are often neglected. He then commended the EU and Expertise France for facilitating the training of the department staff. Serge Akpelou, Expertise France's project manager in Ghana, said they were committed to supporting the government in its efforts to combat human trafficking. He believes that during the two-day workshop, officials will gain a better understanding of the prevailing issues of human trafficking in the cocoa sector. He also hopes that they will be better equipped to identify victims and work with those involved in the referral and care of victims. The fight against human trafficking cannot be done by the government alone, but all stakeholders need to be involved. Today, we are gathered here for the first of two sensitization and capacity building training for cocoa cooperatives in Ghana, with the next batch to be held in Kumasi. Children are being exploited for cheap labor, to do hazardous work in cocoa on farms due to poverty, and these education and sensitization programs are important to educate stakeholders on the negative effects hazardous work has on the development of children, said Serge Akpelu, project manager, Expertise France. A federal judge has dismissed a lawsuit against Mondelez International Incorporated over chocolate labeling. He ruled that a reasonable consumer would not assume that the chocolate contains unprocessed cacao. The consumer protection lawsuit was filed in February. According to the lawsuit, the plaintiff, 
C.K. Lee, had purchased green and black chocolate based on the front label, which stated that the product contained 70% or 85% cacao. The plaintiff, a Mr. Lee, said this was misleading as the company was using cocoa and not cacao, which Mr. Lee claimed was unprocessed and healthier. Mr. Lee described cocoa as an inferior version of cocoa, and argued that the expected health benefits of cocoa were not present in the green and black's chocolate bar, which used processed cocoa. Green and Black claims that its products are labeled in accordance with Food and Drug Administration standards. Mondelez's lawyers have filed a motion to dismiss, arguing that the labels are accurate because cocoa is made from cacao. Nowhere in the standard of identity for cocoa products does the FDA address the ingredients necessary for a product to be labeled cocoa, the judge wrote in his ruling. Instead, the regulations show that FDA often confuses cocoa and cacao. Both chocolate paste and cocoa powder are derived from the cocoa plant, and because the ingredient lists indicate that the products contain both chocolate paste and cocoa powder, it follows that the products themselves are made from cocoa. The Southern District of New York judge agreed with Mondelez, saying it was implausible that a reasonable consumer would associate unprocessed cacao when reading the label.